Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Hello, Edwin. Hello, Andrew. It's Friday. Friday. June 25th. June 25th. 2021. 2021. Is that what your board says? Yes. Then let's keep recording. This is going to be a successful episode if I name it correctly. <laughs> this is how we keep track of them. <laughs> Psalm 43. Yeah. Why don't you read that for us? What, what uh, translation are you reading from today? Christian Standard Bible. Excellent. Psalm 43 from the CSB. Vindicate me, God, and defend my cause against an ungodly nation. Rescue me from the deceitful and unjust man, for you are the God of my refuge. Why have you rejected me? Why must I go about in sorrow because of the enemy's oppression? Send your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy mountain, to your dwelling place. Then I will come to the altar of God, to God, my greatest joy. I will praise you with the lyre, O God, my God. Why am I so depressed? Why this turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I will still praise him, my Savior and my God. Mm, My Savior and my God. When I think about my Savior and my God... I think about Jesus Christ. In fact, that language, I even think about uh, Thomas and his exclamation, my God. My Lord and my God. Yeah. Yeah, whenever, and we we hear this in the Psalms. We've commented on that before when we've seen that, my Savior and my God, how similar that is to Thomas seeing Jesus, my Lord, my God. Let me tell you where I see Jesus. So Mm -hmm. yesterday, we made a big deal out of the fact that in the Psalm itself, we don't see an answer. We see faith that an answer is coming. We see hope or, and we a, see a whole lot of questions. We see faith that granting of the request is coming, but we don't see an answer. My question then becomes, does this ever get granted? Mm. Does does When does the answer come to pass? And I think we see that answer come to pass, guess where? Mm-hmm. In Jesus. In Jesus. That ultimate vindication. The, the the ultimate pleading of our cause, the ultimate justification, the ultimate defense, the ultimate yeah. deliverance. But even more specifically, even more specifically, verse 3 in the CSB said, send your light mm-hmm. and your truth. Mm-hmm. What's the request? Mm-hmm. The request. When is this deliverance, this vindication going to happen? When you send your light, when you send your truth, when did that happen? happen. It came in Christ, in Christ. Boom. So looking at uh, Psalm 42, we've talked all week about the connection between Psalm 43 and 42. I begin to see in this Psalm what it looks like when the deer is panting for the water brooks, when there is a thirsting for God. There's that beautiful poetic imagery, thirsting for God. But specifically, How is that thirst quenched in the light of God, in the truth of God, to show him his way? Well, Jesus with the woman at the well, if you knew who I was, Mm -hmm. if you you knew who I am. Yeah. (laughs) I am is a big one in John. (laughs) Yeah. I need to say that differently, don't I? If you knew who I am, you'd ask and I would give you water that would never let you be thirsty again. That's right. We, we find the fulfillment of these psalms and the answer in Jesus, who is the light 
of the world. Mm-hmm. Here's how John's gospel begins. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth." John bore witness about him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me, because he was before me. For from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God who is at the Father's side. He has made him known. Even if we read nothing else in John, what did we just find? Mm -hmm. Jesus coming into the world, tabernacling among us, dwelling among us. He is light Mm -hmm. and he is truth. Truth. And where is he leading us? Mm -hmm. He's leading us to the Father. Leading us to the Father. Leading us to the tabernacle. You've got all of this in Psalm 43 and verse 3. The light, the truth, the leading to the tabernacle. He tabernacles among us. It's all there. In John chapter 14... Jesus, before his crucifixion, says to the disciples, to the apostles, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He he leads us to the Father. Why? Because he is the truth. Now, this adds in a couple of more metaphors, not sure. just light, but we've got way and mm-hmm. life. But he is also the truth. And because he is the truth, he is leading to the Father. Uh, verse 15, If you this is John 14, 15. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he'll give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world will see me no more, but you will see me, because I live, you also will live. In that day you will know that I am in the Father, and you in me, and and I in you. Here he's talking about all this issue of dwelling together and dwelling in one another and being with one another. What we've got is Jesus, the light and the truth, leading us to the Father. And with this union of one another and union uh, with each other, I mean, that answers to the psalmist's request in Psalm 42 and in Psalm 43, his desire to be with the throng, his desire to be with all of God's people in worship and praising him. And think about John 8 and verse 12. Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life that God's people will be different in this world. They are light. They are not darkness. And that is a theme that we talked about in Psalm 42 as well as Psalm 43, that God would make it known and vindicate 
God's person before the ungodly and the ungodly nations. God, make me different. In Christ, we are different. God, make it clear. In Christ, this is light. Mm, 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 mm. Let's go back to John 14 here real quick. I want to show you something. I think this is super cool, especially in context of being led to the house of God. Mm. In John 14, as Jesus is talking to the apostles, see if you're if you're with me on this one, Andrew. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself. And where I am, you may be also. So here he talks about this, this house of God that has many rooms or many, many dwelling places. And I know there's all kinds of debate about, is that heaven? Is that the kingdom? Is that the church? I don't know. But I tell you what I do know is the only other place that word for rooms and dwelling places is used, I think is right down in verse 23. Jesus answered him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and that word that you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. Make our home. That making our home is the same as the rooms or the dwelling places. What we have is this picture of when I surrender to Jesus Christ, who Mm -hmm. is the truth, Mm -hmm. who is the way, Mm -hmm. who is the life, that is when I am in the house of God. And I think there's a... a a means by which that's happening even now. And then of course, ultimately in eternity Mm -hmm. in the ultimate kingdom of God and its ultimate uh, manifestation in the victory that comes through Jesus Christ at the end, that, that business of dwelling with God, I'm in his house. I'm in his, I'm in his, whatever word you want to use for it. I'm in this room. I'm in the dwelling place. He's with me. I'm with him. And it's because of Jesus. Well, how grand that house is, how large that house is, that we can still be inviting people into it even 2,000 years later. It's a big, big house. It's a big, big house, His, the house of the Lord. And whether we're thinking of the, the church as the Lord's house, like we see in Paul's letters to Timothy, when when Jesus says he's going to prepare a place, mm-hmm. I do not think that means he is going into the house and he's fluffing the pillows and he's putting out the towels and he's dusting off the furniture. I think what he's saying is, I'm about to go to the cross. And because I've sure. died on the cross, you get to have a place in God's dwelling and yeah. God will dwell That was with the work you. he had to do. Yes. Yeah, that's the preparation. It's not, I'm going to die and then go you know, paint your bedroom in eternity. It's my death is what's preparing the place. So don't be troubled. This, this thing that you're about to witness that is going to scare you all disciples. Yeah. Don't be troubled by that. That is me preparing a place for you with God, because apart from me doing that, you can't get in there. Even as you're saying that, and I think about this idea of construction and the metaphor of the house and, and Jesus was a carpenter and the carpenter's son And now, ultimately, he must build this spiritual edifice, this church, this house of God, through his sacrifice and resurrection. He does build that house, and he does it. The the church, the kingdom, the church is built upon him, upon this rock. 
mm-hmm. I build my church. The rock that I am, he is. That he, This is what Jesus is saying, that he is the Christ, the son of the living God. He is the anointed. He is the son who has come in to be the sacrifice yeah. that takes the sins away from me, that keeps me from being in his house, that keeps me from being his house. And so if I can bring this back around to then the refrain of Psalm 42 and Psalm 43, why are you cast down on my soul? Why are you disquiet within me? Hope in God. Here is the hope fulfilled in Christ and the hope we have in Christ. For I shall yet praise him, the help, my Savior, my God. To be in his house and to have this communion is the great throng, is where we're going to be praising him and forever. And we're going to that place, to that time, ultimately being with God, with his people for all eternity around his throne. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Send the light. Send the truth. We'd love for you to spend some time this Sunday with his people praising and worshiping him in the in the way that we can right now. I know it's not that ultimate end. It's not what it's going to be forever, but it's a taste. Mm-hmm. We'd love for you to be here this Sunday, 10 o'clock is when yeah, we're going to be Yeah, if you're in the Tampa area, yeah. check it out at onlinechristiansmeethere.org. If you're not in the Tampa area, it's still just Friday. Get you a Southwest ticket. It flies right in here. We'd love for you to come join us this Sunday. <laughs> I okay. love that idea even more. That's yeah. fantastic. Let's wrap up this week with a prayer. Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for the day. Thank you for this week that we've been able to look at Psalm 43 and, and Psalm 42 with a little bit more and a little bit more depth in these things. Father, we pray that our heart is always one that is tender towards your light and your truth, which you've made known in Christ Father, that is written and revealed for us in your word, the Bible. We, Father, we want to hide that in our heart that it might always feed our faith, build our faith, and feed our hope to trust in you. We pray, God, that, uh, that we might walk this day for your glory in hope. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. So now that you've said, feed our faith, feed our hope, I am hungry. <laughs> Let's eat. You were hungry before you turned this mic on. You're giving me the look like no jokes today. We need to record this. (laughs) Let's eat. Let's eat.